Welcome to D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. Before we get into it, we have a little technical business to get out of the way. There's mm-hmm. no business more interesting than technical business. That's uh, a song, if, right? Yeah, there's no, no business. business uh, like technical business. Yeah. But if you listen to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, you may not have gotten last week's episode. It was episode 122 titled Froyo Gate. Mm-hmm. Apple switched their podcast platform and make create like when Apple changes shit, it's glitchy as hell. So there were tons of glitches. Some people's shows were missing completely. Um, some people's shows, the episodes were missing. That's what happened to us. Our newest episode uh, was missing. And then Apple released an iOS update this week. So that fixed the problem for me. And for others I've asked, they can get the episode now. So if you update your iOS, you should be able to get it. Hopefully you're getting this episode if not, if not, hello to all the uh, tech people at Apple, the only ones listening to this podcast, <laughs> listening to it purely for quality control reasons. Yeah, um, it didn't affect any. So if you use like Spotify, it was fine. It was just Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So now that we've gotten that tech shit out of the way, let's get into the reason why many of us were in a coma on a Sunday night, and that's the Oscars, mm-hmm. which were boring. But um, let me congratulate you, Allison. Oh, thank you. You, You're a winner. I'm a Uh, winner, baby. (laughs) On the last episode, Allison and I gave our predictions for six categories. Best Mm -hmm. Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actor and Actress. Mm -hmm. Allison, you only got one wrong. And I mean, we know which one I got wrong because it's the same one that everyone in the whole world got wrong. Yeah. Which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, you guessed... Every category correctly, except for Best Actor, which we everyone, like you said, everyone thought Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was a lock. Mm-hmm. He didn't win it. Um, Anthony Hopkins won. I got, I got that wrong. I got yeah. two wrong. I got that wrong, and I got Best Actress wrong. I said Carrie yeah. Mulligan. You said Frances McDormand. She won. Mm-hmm. So you got that one right. So congratulations. You're on top. Thank My you. Mom, the bottom is always bossy bottom. Yeah. Staying a bossy bottom. So congratulations. Well, congratulations to me. That might be the first and only time I actually guess that accurately whenever we guess stuff. Because, I mean, I'm shocked. Even when those words were leaving my mouth during the last episode, I was like, I think I'm going to get this. I think I'm going to guess these all right. And the hubris of me, that's all I have to say. Because I'll never, I'll never have a moment like that again. No, you've gotten some right before. Sometimes, but I'm never that close. You're on a roll. So the next award show, I don't know when that is. When is uh, that? People's oh, Choice yeah. Awards. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're going to sweep those <laughs> now that you you have it in your veins. Oh, my God, Michael. I was just about to say, I think it's the Grammys. The Grammys literally happened like two months ago. Yeah, but I've already forgotten about that. Not even, so. not even two months. I think it was only a month ago. Oh wow, our brains. Yeah, I think it was. Well, yeah, but I already forgot about it. So yeah, the Grammys next month. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll sweep that. <laughs> I look forward to it. Because we're in a pandemic, this was like every fucking media outlet said, and Oscars like no other. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there, instead of thousands of guests, there were only around one hundred seventy. Instead of being held in the Kodak Theater, it was held 
at Union Station, which is a train station. So it looked like everyone was having dinner in a train station, which mm-hmm. they were. Um, there was no host. Steven Soderbergh was a producer on it. So it was shot like one of his movies. Yeah, but not like a good one, like Behind the Candelabra. No, like a or low Magic budget Mike. one. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they didn't have like one with no budget. Um, there were no performances of Best Original Song during the actual Oscars. They performed those during the pre-show, and those performances were pre-taped. People gave speeches that lasted for years. I'm sure some of them are still on that stage giving a speech. They're still in Union Station. People are like passing them by, trying to get to work, trying to get to the subway. They're like, please, if you would just take a moment, I'm almost done. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, I have one more person to thank, I swear. <laughs> yeah, so Questlove, who was the DJ of the show, he said before the show that he was told not to play off any of the winners so they could stand up there and go on and on and on and on, and some of them did. Mm-hmm. And it also felt like Questlove was playing the most random songs. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of it, I think, like, he said something like his inspiration was, like, taking stuff that like had been nominated for an Oscar at one point in time or something. But yeah, some of it felt very random. At one point, I think he uh, led into somebody or like wrapped up a acceptance speech with an air horn. Did he? Yeah, like I, I think, was asleep. Like I think the drop. I think the drop. It, did, like, it didn't wake me up. Yeah, it was like a sample, but I think it started with like pew 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 or like. Yeah, like I, I'm I was sure for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was some logic to it, but I was too drunk to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. when Nomadland won, and Frances McDormand like howled. She howled for um, this the um, sound engineer Michael Wolf. She howled for him because he died by suicide last month. So she was howling for him. But after that, after they were going off stage, Questlove played um, "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now" yes! from Mannequin, and uh, yeah. I love that song. It's a masterpiece. But I was like, what does this have to do with fucking anything? That was play She Wolf. She just had to play She Wolf. Yeah. Oh, maybe Shakira wouldn't give them the rights to it. Hungry Like a Wolf. I, I, there's a couple wolf songs there. What's another one? She Wolf, Hungry Like the Wolf. Okay. Yeah, something else wolf. Um, <laughs> but no, but I did love that when um, uh, the winner for Best Makeup was announced he played Makeup by Vanity 6. I mean, and that's the closest I'll ever get to, well, Vanity is, is dead now, but to sing Vanity 6 at the Oscars. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. I think that he'd said that they'd like pre-chosen them ahead of time. So con- like congratulations to him for picking ones like that. But maybe that's why, um, maybe that's why like, nothing's gonna stop us now like it felt like a weird choice but maybe it was because it was kind of like pre-programmed in he's like well i can't back away from this now it's kind of locked in yeah yeah he had no i think maybe it was like nothing's gonna stop us because we won best picture or maybe because um when you're in your van nothing technically stops you from living wherever you want to live and nothing's going to stop us now. The movie was set in present day. So. Think yeah. Or Chloe and Francis are teaming up again to do a mannequin reboot. That's what I hope it really is about. But um, what did you think overall of the show itself? <laughs> overall, <laughs> like, I like that it wasn't so long. I really. What, like- Allison? 
Okay. It was so long. It was like three and a half hours. That's not long to me. When I think of the Oscars, here's the thing. If I can watch the Oscars and be in my bed with like my little bed sheets all tucked up underneath my chin by midnight, I'm okay with that. I, and I like love the Oscars. I need to stress, like I'm not like, I actually really like watching them. I hate it so much when they clock in at midnight. It For some reason, that extra like 27 minutes to me is is like my make or break experience where it's like I go from liking it to really hating it. Like it's a chore. So to me, it felt really short. Like I was brushing my teeth, I think at 1130, which that's short to me. That's like, that's only three and a half hours. Um, But generally though, I mean, it was a long three and a half hours. Like it felt longer than three and a half hours. It felt like it was midnight by the time it was done. Um, And also it kind of felt like a corporate retreat to me. Like it felt like, Okay, on Friday night for our corporate retreat, you have to bring a dress or a suit and we're going to meet down in like the lobby of the hotel and we're all going to go to the Applebee's that's attached to the hotel and we've rented it all out and you guys get to like perform your little skits that you rehearsed earlier. I wish the there were the more skits. That's the problem. Like there were, I mean, yeah. What did, how did you feel about like the uh, Oscars like no other? I thought it was horrible and... If like if there was if their goal was to make us uh, wish to for them to bring back James Franco and Anne Hathaway, it worked because I was actually missing them. I was missing Rob Lowe and Snow White too. I was like, bring any of them back. It was it was like to me the Oscars. I like them when they're fun and light mm-hmm. and glamorous, and it was so serious. Like you said, it was like a corporate retreat, and to me, it was like a charity telethon. Yeah, it was very telethon with the way that it was like the way it was set up, the look of it, um, the fact that the yeah, other wasn't like a host. It was like now introducing, it's, but they didn't even have like a. It didn't even feel like they had a stage. Like I know they had a stage, but it still felt like they didn't have a stage. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, because I think it was small, and I didn't mind that. Like I, I thought it was pretty, like the setup, all that. It yeah. was just too much talking. There were no movie clips. There was not <gasps> yeah. much entertainment. It was just them. Talking and talking and talking. Like when, I forgot who it was. It was at the beginning and they were like, we're going to read off a little bio about each nominee. And I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. Oh. This is going to take forever. If I cared about where they went to school, I'll go to their LinkedIn profile. Yeah. I'll go to Facebook. You don't have to give me their bio. This this is taking too much time. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of is when you like look up a recipe online and you like get a food blog and you have to like scroll, 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 scroll till you finally get the recipe. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Like I was like, I don't need to know their backstories i don't need to hear their like instagram influencer you know hey guys thanks for joining me kind of thing i didn't need it plus i'm i'm with you i like clips i like to see the clips from the movie because then i get excited and i'm like oh maybe i'll see that movie or like you get like clips where they have quotes and you're like i know that quote you know what i'm saying i don't know or even montages i felt like this is an award show about movies where are the goddamn movies this is not the talkies like they were, it was so much talking. And I know like the Oscars are usually ass kissy, but this was like, they were all up in each other's prostates. Like the co- ass kissing was next level. It was like, yeah, they couldn't even kiss because their lips were up so high. The like yeah. muscles restricted the movement. Okay, I have a question for you though, because I have a theory. Do you think that, because they didn't show, they showed like no clips, right? Like what mm-hmm. did they show? Like maybe six in total. 
Do you think that was like a legal thing? Because I know that in order to have people take their masks off, they have to cl- they had to classify it not as an award show, but as like a taped performance. Do you think that when they then when they have to classify it like that, and they're like, okay, it's a taped performance, they're not legally allowed to show the clips? No, I think it was just a decision. Just like a I think, yeah, I think they thought that it needed to be like endearing and serious because of the pandemic, because, you know, a lot of people are going through it. So they're like, well, we shouldn't be like glitzy and stuff. But for me, I was like, "Uh, yeah, it needs to be escapism. Yeah, I wanted the fantasy. Let me live out the dream of being outside of my house for one night. Yeah, it wasn't glamorous enough. And well, You and me and a handful of others were probably the only ones who watched it because it was the lowest ratings of all time. Mm -hmm. 10.4 million people watched, which is a drop of 58% from last year. So it was a flop. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do know that you liked the bit where Questlove and Little Ray did a music quiz with nominees and then Glenn Close... That part was all scripted, but Glenn Close like did the butt. Yes, I love Lil Rel Hillary so much, and I uh, was just absolutely charmed by that. Oh, I could have had more of it. I was kind of hoping that, like, I was like, is it too late to just let him host the rest of it? I'm sure he had. I'm sure he had things to do. He probably didn't want to, but um, yeah, I really liked it, and I didn't even care that it was completely scripted with Glenn Close. She. She's an actress. She can do what she wants. And she sold me on it. I mean, she didn't. I totally knew it was a bit. But I I wanted to believe that it was spontaneous. Yeah, no. Meanwhile, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it was late. And I was like, just let's just fast forward to Best Picture. Like, do, do this. Leave this skit for the website. <laughs> you're like, you're like, just give me some bulk winners. Be like, okay, yeah, now we're yeah, gonna now. I'm ready to best be picture, done. Best now. director, best actress. Bring out three awards. We'll just do it all at once. Yeah, I mean, they they tr- I mean, they tried. They had to do something funny, right? Because otherwise, without that, it would have been it it would have been a business meeting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So let's get to a couple of the winners. So first is uh-huh. Yoon um, Yun Jung, who was the belle of the ball. She won Best Supporting Actress over Glenn Close, who lost for the eighth time. So she's the Susan Lucci now of the Oscars. Um, but Yoon Young Jung won for Minari. The Oscars did teach me how to say Minari because <gasps> I've been saying it. Minari. Yeah, and it's like Minari. Minari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minari. And uh, so she won and Brad Pitt presented her with the Oscar. He presented it because he won last year's Best Supporting Actor. And also his production company, Plan B, produced the movie. So her speech was one of my favorite because it was mostly off the cuff. It mm-hmm. was charming. It was funny. It was all of the above. Yeah. So when she got on stage, she said something to Brad like about how it was nice to meet him, etc. Right? Yeah. Or she's like, finally, I get to meet you. Yeah, and many, including me, thought she was flirting with him. Oh, same. Yeah, I thought she was being cute. But it may have been a diss because <laughs> because even though Brad was a producer on uh, Minari, he never showed up on set. And so that was like the first time she met him. Mm-hmm. So it could have been like her way of saying like, oh, nice of you to show up finally. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck were you during the filming of this movie? 
And then backstage after her win, reporters didn't focus on, you know, her decades-long acting career Mm -hmm. or how she was the first Korean to win an acting Oscar. They, the American reporters asked her about meeting Brad Pitt. And one asked her what he smells like. That's is the question they asked her right after she won the Oscar. It's and like, she's what is this, the Golden Globe Awards? I would expect not that even, that's from a, them. That's people's choice. <laughs> so she said I didn't smell him. I'm not dog. <laughs> I didn't smell him. <laughs> I know, I love that. Also, it's like, first of all, I mean, just like limit it to be like did you enjoy meeting Brad Pitt? He seems nice. You know, like, it's like, we don't really care that much. Like, Brad Pitt's great and everything. No disrespect to him. But, like, we don't care. It wasn't about him. He got his award last year. And also, to ask how he smells, I'm like, here's here's how he smells. Either he smells great or he smells disgusting. And if he smelled disgusting, that's all people would be talking about the next day. There'd just be a bunch of headlines being like, Brad Pitt arrived to the Oscars smelling like... I don't know, garbage can. What's what's wrong with Brad? Friends, you should check in on him. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, it's just a like, stupid question. Well, because yeah. we know what he smells like. He smells like Angelina Jolie's Wrath and Jennifer Aniston's Coochie, because they're obviously together forever. And her Coochie smells like smart water and a vino. So we know the answer to these questions. So it's a stupid question. Also, she told reporters, um, Korean reporters, that like all the American reporters were asking her about Brad Pitt. (laughs) And she apparently like, plan B, like they didn't put much money into this movie. So she had to like pay for her flights to go back from Korea to America. Cheapskate. So yeah, cheapskate Brad. So um, now let's go on to the whelp of the night. Uh, So Best Picture was not given out last like usual. It's always given out last. That makes sense to me. But um, it went third to last. So it went Best Picture, then Best Actress, and then Best Actor was the final award. And everyone figured it was because Best Actor, like everyone thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win. Mm -hmm. So the producers probably figured that as well. And so they wanted to put it last to be like this big tribute to him. Yeah. But Anthony Hopkins won for The Father, and he wasn't even there. He wasn't on camera, nothing. So Joaquin Phoenix, who presented the award, named Anthony Hopkins as the winner, and then Anthony wasn't there, so they're like, bye. Like, that was the end of the show. It was like a shitty ending to a shit show. It literally just, it was the weirdest ending, too, because it ended on such a way that, like, I know everybody joked online that it ended like The Sopranos, which, I mean, spoiler alert for a decades-old you know, series finale. But um but yeah, he was just like the winner is Anthony Hopkins, the father. He isn't here to collect the award. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was so weird. I was like, I spent sixteen hours watching this crap for that. Mm-hmm. It just it and also to to me it felt like um you know how I said earlier in the show that uh it the sh- awards like the ceremony felt like it was shorter to me. To me, I have my conspiracy hat on right now. I think that they like moved it to the end because, again, they thought that Chadwick Boseman was going to win. And they were like, okay, we can have this really great tribute to him. And like maybe his wife will give a really moving acceptance speech and blah, blah, blah. And like, let's budget 10 minutes for that. Right? Like, I, I felt like they were kind of like, I feel like it ended early only because 
it was kind of like, well, we don't have any way to fill out the rest of this time. So the show's over, everyone. Yeah, it was that. I But they claim, no, that they that's not why they put it last, that they were mixing up all the categories all night to keep people on their toes. And it's but, like, uh-uh, no. But like, for what reason? For what reason? Well, they said like, to keep people on their toes, yeah, to make like, it different. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, listen, everything since March 2020 has been different. I would have really appreciated some predictability in my awards yeah. show. I didn't need to be jerked around for three and a half hours, like confused. I didn't want to feel confused. Yeah, a, a better ending would have been Francis McDormand howling, cut to nothing's going to stop us now, end show. And that clip, would have been a better ending. And a clip from Mannequin, just play a 10 minute clip from Mannequin. Yeah, or bring Kim Cattrall back on. Yeah, that, and have her dance. Like, that's what they should have done. So Chadwick's family told TMZ that they aren't upset that Anthony Hopkins won, and they don't feel like Chadwick was snubbed, and that he would have been honored to win, but he wasn't obsessed with getting an Oscar. So it's okay that Anthony Hopkins won. And Anthony, he was at home in Wales at the time. He was asleep, like all of us, but he was asleep in Wales. We were all asleep in front of the TV. He did release a speech on his Instagram the next day. He thanked everyone and he paid tribute to Chadwick. Well, here I am in my homeland in Wales. And at 83 years of age, I did not expect to get this award. I really didn't. And, um, very grateful to the Academy and thank you. And I want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who's taken from us far too early. And again, thank you all very much. <laughs> I really did not expect this. So I feel very privileged and honored. Thank you. It was very nice. Yeah. So let's talk fashion who was your best dressed okay so my best dressed was i'm thinking we might have the same one actually but i have three you have three yeah okay well i have one um regina king so regina king wore this really beautiful i don't even have to describe it everyone has seen it it's like the most beautiful dress she wore this blue dress from louis vuitton it had these like incredible like power shoulders on it like, she kind of looked like a She-Ra doll. But also, Regina King used to voice um, always commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, like the menstrual yeah, yeah, products. Yeah. So, so, like... She, she was giving us wings. She was giving me always with wings. And... Because I'll always associate her with those commercials. So, I... I loved it. I thought it was so good. Also, it's, like, very socially distance appropriate. Because I think that, like... Oh, yeah, it's perfect From tip to tip, six feet, probably. Yeah. Um, okay, so who's your best? Okay, so my top three... <laughs> I couldn't narrow it down. So Zendaya, if I had to pick one, it would be Zendaya. That's a good choice. Uh, she wore tons of fucking diamonds. She wore like this bright yellow Valentino dress with what the media has been calling the trend of the night, like a midriff cutout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she looked like a Gen Z share to me. I loved uh, yeah. the entire look. I also loved Lakeith Stanfield. He mm-hmm. wore a 70s jumpsuit with a chain and glasses. Uh, I loved that. And my third was Alan Kim, the little mm. boy from Minari. Mm-hmm. He wore Tom Brown. Like it was a little sh- black shorts tuxedo with knee socks. Mm-hmm. But what really sold it was his posing. So he was on the red carpet and he was doing the hand to chin pose. Oh my God, he's so a cute. professional. It was like he either graduated from Barbizon or is a teacher there. He's probably a teacher there. Yeah, they would. Teacher there, yeah. They wouldn't even accept him. They're like, we can't take your money. That would feel wrong. 
No, teach. You're the you're the dean of Barbasa <laughs> now. So who was your worst? We might um, have the same one. We might. Okay. So my worst was Halle Berry. Okay, no, that was not. We mine. don't have the same one. My, no. but I had a backup. My second backup is Laura Dern. Yeah, mine was Laura. Yeah. Dern. So uh, the reason I picked Halle Berry over Laura Dern is because, like, I thought the color of her dress was beautiful, but the fabric of it reminded me of bridesmaid dress fabric, and the way that it was all bunched up at the front. Like, here's something: if you're a person who has worn a dress, um, and you've worn tights or like pantyhose under your dress, you know that depending on the fabric of the dress, there's a chance that when you go to the bathroom and you pull your pantyhose back up, you might catch your dress in the pantyhose and then it will like all bunch up and somebody will see your bum. Was and she wearing pantyhose? No, but I'm just saying it oh. looks like she had gone to the bathroom and she, oh, like, didn't, she didn't fix it at the front and it looked like her dress is all tucked into her pantyhose, but it wasn't. It was just, it was a design choice. I was not a fan. It was very triggering for me to, you know, remember being like, 13 years old at church and like accidentally tucking my skirt into my tights. Yeah, I didn't mind the dress. I mind what everybody else. <laughs> the hair. The hair and the makeup. Like the hair, you know, she had baby bangs, which to me, maybe it was a tribute to all the, you know, kids during quarantine whose mom tried to cut their bangs and it ended up fucked up. That was mm-hmm. maybe a tribute to those children. But like her face, like she, like the makeup was weird. Like it was washed her out. She looked washed out. And it's weird because Halle Berry is so, so beautiful. Like, she's yeah, like, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And I felt the hair could have worked maybe like with a with a bold lip, perhaps. <laughs> with a bold lip. No, but I agree with you. It, it had to have some, I just think there was too much of, you know, razor scissors. Yes. There's too much razor scissors. Somebody was, somebody went overboard with those. Yeah, yeah. So Laura Dern was mine. It was a black turtleneck with like tons of white feathers. And I'm gay, so I love feathers, but it was horrible. She looked like, you know, a beatnik getting attacked by swans. It was just ugly. (laughs) A common common thing that would happen to beatniks in the 60s. It happened all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's our Oscars wrap up. Mm -hmm. Um, It was probably as long as the show. So, yeah. It likely won't be like this next year. Hopefully not. No. Hopefully they'll they'll do the right thing and they'll bring back um, not James Franco but Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway and Snow White. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Well, that she would... practically is Snow White, so they just need Anne Hathaway. That in, would make in Snow White drag. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on now from the Oscars to um, something that also had some people feeling. Uh, bad thoughts about um so earlier this month we had heard a rumor that caitlin jenner was going to run for governor of california um which is like for the for people who are listening who don't know what a governor is it's kind of like the president of the state right michael would you agree with that okay so um there's like rumors where it's like caitlin's gonna run because she doesn't like how you know the state is being currently run by Governor Gavin Newsom. And so there was like, um, there, I'm going to this, I'm not good at politics, but I'm going to say some words that I think I'm explaining it properly. And Michael, you tell me if I'm doing it wrong. Okay. 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 So people didn't like how get Gavin Newsom, um, handled the pandemic among, so, among other things, but yeah, uh, I, right. uh, the pandemic was a big thing. 
How right. he handled that. So he is like a registered Democrat. And so um, people um, people have called for a recall election because they didn't like how, yeah, it's like that was like the pandemic was like the straw that, you know, broke the uh, governor's back and they like wanted to elect someone new. So this has happened before. Correct. There's been recall elections. And they need like 1.5 million signatures and they've got it done. So it looks like we're heading into a recall election. Yes. So they said that I think they said that there's like 2 million signatures on it. So they have to verify that all those signatures are real, which they're working through. And it looks like they're real signatures. Um, So, yeah, a a recall election is probably going to happen. So that means somebody has to run against uh, Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom is obviously going to try to like run and keep his spot mm-hmm. so caitlin jenner thinks it should be her so um last week caitlin confirmed all the rumors by announcing that she is going to be running for the governor of california as a republican mm-hmm. um her slogan is caitlin for california which i mean i don't know who wrote that obviously she's got a team behind her yeah. i probably <laughs> i probably would have pitched um caitlin why not? Question mark. Or Caitlin, sure, I guess. Yeah. Or just question mark, question mark, question mark. Really? Yeah. Or just on a mug. Do you really want this? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> so Caitlin seems or, to think. Or what her tagline should have been or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, I promise I won't drive anymore. With an asterisk. She's yeah. like, maybe, maybe sometimes. You might sometimes catch me in a car. <laughs> So, Caitlin thinks that she can go from uh, gold medals to governor of the Gold Coast. I was proud of that one. Of I had the to re- gold state. The, the gold, gold Coast is Australia, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not. And it's, it's the golden, yeah, the golden state. state. The golden state. Oh, my God. I was getting confused with the Katy Perry song where she says from the Golden Coast. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, look, it's a good thing I'm not running. Caitlin at least probably knows which you know which state it is trust me she doesn't (laughs) i know i'm I'm giving her way too much credit here it's like caitlin what state is it she's like ah the sunshine state (laughs) anyways so she has announced that she's running um she reportedly talked to arnold schwarzenegger about this like being like do you have any tips should i do this and like he allegedly said yeah you should totally run which arnold why did you do that well he said people's business arnold (laughs) well he said Every, like whoever wants to run should run. So it was kind of like a, uh, it was like a shady. Yeah, a he's shady like he's like, is she legally a human? Is she like currently alive? Then sure, why? Not? Yeah, why not? Anyone can. Um, so already, um, there are people who don't want Kaylin for California, and one group of which is uh, allegedly Kim Kardashian and the rest of the Kardashians. So. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, in case you don't know, uh, used to be married to Kris Jenner and was uh, a step-parent to Kim Kardashian and Kourtney Kardashian and all of them. And Caitlyn, you know, her kids are Kylie and Kendall Jenner. So apparently, allegedly from sources, uh, none of them will be marking a little X on Caitlyn's name when they go into um, the polls for the recall election, whenever that happens. So... One of the main reasons is because Kim Kardashian has recently positioned herself as um, 
I don't know the word for this. Basically, a prison reform pr- activist. Yeah, I would say that she like doesn't want to be known for selfies anymore. So she's kind of using her, um, you know, power and influence for good. So she is really into prison reform, and we know that like she has uh, worked to get some people out of uh, prison, you know, who probably shouldn't have been there or shouldn't have had, you know, as long of sentences as they had. And Caitlin is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum for prison reform. Um, Caitlin's been tweeting about how she wants to put more criminals back in prison and how she doesn't want to release people. Uh, She needs to start with herself then with that car crash. I know. I'm like, that's a bold statement for somebody who like very narrowly avoided time (laughs) in prison for vehicular manslaughter. Like in theory, if the stars had been like, it's like a butterfly effect for it's like if the butterfly had flapped its wings like just a moment sooner, like Caitlin would have been in prison. Um, Well, she's famous and rich so probably not exactly um so there's yeah so obviously kim and caitlin do not see eye to eye on that and um yeah kim just probably wouldn't vote for her for that reason because it's like caitlin's running as a republican and um you know i mean i know that caitlin jenner believes that she's a trans activist which i'm sure some people would agree with but she's also running as a republican so she has to you know kind of follow a lot of stuff that they would be into if she wants to get elected so anyway so that's a mess but then it's also a huge mess because um caitlin's sons brody brandon and bert um also don't really want her to be running for governor of California. So sources that spoke to TMZ said that um, before Caitlin announced that she was running for governor, um, she like spoke to her sons and which is incredible. Like she speaks to her sons. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the lead. That's the lead. There is like Caitlin has uh, Brody Jenner's phone number. Yeah. That's it. That's the story. So um, allegedly when she called them up, you know, she's like, I'm going to run for governor of California. And they're like, oh, maybe don't do that. Um, But she'd already set the plan in motion. So she couldn't really go back on it. So they think it's a terrible idea, pretty much. Um, But she already got the mugs printed and she released the statement. So she can't go back on it now. To quote the iconic uh, theme song from Mannequin, nothing's going to stop her now. No, and and one of her campaign photos is her in a car. And I'm like, who the fuck (laughs) came up with this? And who told you this was a good idea? I think that they're, like, counting on Caitlyn only getting votes from, like, um, old Fox News voters. Because they're like... They're like, did Fox News report on Caitlyn's car crash? They didn't. They were too busy talking about whatever. Okay, yeah. great. Had they reported on her coming out as trans? They have not. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. No, these people have no idea she's trans. So, yeah. yeah. They are not even completely familiar with who it is. They're like, oh, Caitlyn Jenner. Nice lady. She She's white. She's rich. She's Republican. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if she does want to try to sell people on something... She can, you know, one of her platforms, or maybe if she's, like, trying to sway people who are undecided, she can mention that she, like, doesn't talk to the Kardashians anymore. I'm sure that that probably amounts to something for someone. She still talks to them. I don't... I've So I've heard that on the last episode... She's, like, on the last episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So I've heard. So she, she still talks to them. Yeah, they just she, don't talk to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's outside the gate, like, buzzing the thing, being like... 
guys, I'm here. Open the gate. Is anyone home? <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, Caitlin couldn't even take care of her own family. She abandoned them, and now she wants to take care of millions of people. It's like, you know, don't quit your day job, whatever that is. Your day job of doing nothing. Just stick with that. Yeah, don't go from your day job of doing nothing to act actively trying to have a day job where you're, like, ruining shit for people. Yeah. So what do you think her chances are, Allison? <laughs> hmm, hmm. Let's see. Snow, between a snowball's chance and hell. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't like putting energy like this out into the universe. It's very chaotic. I think she could totally win. Re- okay, who is going to yeah. vote for her? Well, uh, people who like rich white ladies. Okay. Um, plastic surgery enthusiasts. Okay. Oh, yeah. So um, then, yeah, she's going to win on that alone. Yeah, she'll get at least Southern California with that. Um, and people who like to play golf. Okay, yeah, that, that's you, true. Okay, do you think that, and be serious, do you think that she will win? No. Not, not, not. Well, but I also thought Trump's campaign was going to flop from the get-go, and I was obviously right, (laughs) because (laughs) it's not like he became president. But I don't know who would vote for her. Like, Democrats won't vote for her. Um, Conservative Republicans won't vote for her. Maybe moderate Republicans and independents. But she's also, like, on top of not having any political experience, she's Mm -hmm. not very likable, it's true, yes. <laughs> like, in interviews, she doesn't come across likable. So I just... I mean, and also, it's like, didn't... And I'm and I'm going to go to hell for this because I'm giving Kris Jenner credit. Like, didn't <laughs> Kris Jenner, like, uh, Caitlyn, you know, was down in the dumps. Her career sucked. And Caitlyn Jenner, like, um, Kim Jenner... What's her name? Kris Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jenner. Like... Kim, Courtney Jenner, whatever. Kris um, Jenner, like got her jobs and like built up her career again so it's not like caitlin is even good at business so what is she good at besides athlete stuff i don't well i mean i guess athletes abandoning her kids (laughs) crashing cars that's about it and also someone has to corner that market michael yeah and it's her the child abandoning market (laughs) and also like the angeline the billboard queen of Los Angeles, the pink Corvette queen of Los Angeles, she's running too in the recall election. So bye-bye, Caitlin. Like, it's done for Caitlin. How can you even compete? You can't. I'm running for California governor. Do you want to help me? I know you do. Allison and I will now quickly talk about five stories, starting with Elon Musk. Uh, Saturday Night Live is obviously running out of guest hosts. There was a rumor from um, Dumois that Woody Allen was going to host SNL. Yeah, I I loved that rumor. (laughs) Yeah, so they're running out of options. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have chosen Elon Musk to guest host on May 8th with musical guest Miley Cyrus. Cast members A.D. Bryant, Bowen Yang, and Andrew Dismukes responded to this on social media, and they don't seem happy about it. Uh, The whole episode is probably going to be sold as an NFT, right? Oh, no. Don't give them any ideas. Um, Uh, Yeah, he probably already had that idea. That's the reason why he's doing it. mm -hmm. Um. 
I look forward to Elon Musk's uh, promos for the show because, you know, how they always film like promos and put them out on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, And so I hope he says something like, I'm Elon Musk and I'm hosting Saturday Night Live. I'm known for making cars. And on May 8th, you'll get to see a car wreck. (laughs) And Caitlyn Jenner is not involved, believe it or not. I mean, we've seen this horror movie before. This seems to me like a reboot of that. Like Trump hosted SNL and then went on to become president. So Jimmy Fallon better get ready, you know, to tossle Elon Musk's hair while I take a spaceship off the planet. And that spaceship will probably be SpaceX. Like we cannot escape Elon Musk. An Instagram model named Sydney Chase said on the No Jumper podcast that she hooked up with Tristan Thompson back in January, and he told her he was single. But in January, Tristan was with the mother of his child, Khloe Kardashian, and they're still together. Sydney said that when she found out that Tristan wasn't single, she cut him off. She also says he has a peekaboo dick, which means that he has an uncut dick, but it could also mean that his dick likes to hide in the crotches of everyone but Chloe. It likes to play peekaboo, except in Chloe's coochie. So it could mean that too, because he's a huge cheater, as we know. Mm-hmm. So I guess like Chloe's changing her face every week to look like a different woman for Tristan didn't really work. Trying to keep, yeah. Tried to keep him mis- interested, didn't happen. Now, I mean, said everyone familiar with Tristan Thompson, I'm shocked that it took this long for him to be accused of cheating again. Yeah, and caught. So Megan McCain is known on The View for saying stupid shit and also for having stupid hair. Megan's hairstyles have become a thing and not in a good way. Like some days she looks like a Wish.com Heidi. Other days she looks like a Fashion Nova Elsa. And other, you know, she looks like a broke Princess Leia. Princess Leia way. Uh, she just looks busted, her hair. So because of that, many think that Megan's hairstylist hates her. But stylist Carmen Curie, who works on The View and started doing Megan's hair this season, told The Cut that she's, you know, not giving Megan fucked up hairstyles because she hates Megan or because she's trying to get back at Megan for something. She said, I'm not telling her what to do all the time. It's not like that at all. I want her to feel comfortable. I want her to feel confident with what I'm doing. And I want her to like it overall. And she does. I think it shows. And that's part of what people are picking up on. So I totally think I'm buying this. I don't think that she actually hates Megan. Because if she actually did hate Megan, she would troll her much harder than just doing her hair. Like, she would come into work and say, oh, your last name's McCain. That's so interesting. Are you any relation to former Arizona Senator John McCain? Yeah, and then her head would pop off. So Mm -hmm. Carmen wouldn't have any hair to do. Yeah, she wants to keep her job. Yeah. The Sun claims that Rita Ora and director slash actor Taika Waititi have been dating for months and became a couple in March. Taika is directing the next Thor movie in Australia right now, and Rita has been seen with the cast as uh, well as exiting private jets with him. They were also spotted kissing each other at a restaurant. You know, there's lots of jokes um, from people about how they have no idea who Rita Ora is or like what Rita Ora does. But that can finally come to an end now because now when someone says Rita Ora, the most likely response will be, 
oh, you mean that girl who's dating Taika Waititi? Yeah, that, that, that's not the worst. Is it the worst title to have? No. <laughs> it's better than, oh, I don't know who she is. But she, like, her PR team, they work 24-7. Because like you said, like, people don't know what she does, but she's everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're like magicians. Like, name a Rita Ora song, a solo Rita Ora song. Michael, I can't even name one that she guested on. Didn't she, what's that uh, Iggy Azalea one, Black Widow? Okay, she did yeah, that Black one. Widow. Okay, you can't so- name a solo Rita Ora song. Uh, I mean, I'm sure she's probably sang happy birthday to someone once. <laughs> you don't know that one. Um, uh, uh, I will never let you down when you're feeling low enough. I'll be what you're dreaming of. Uh, uh, you don't know that one? Michael, you just oh my God, introduced I love me that to this song. <laughs> you're the one. You're paying her publicist bills. I know. <laughs> 52-year-old Karen McBride of Texas recently found out that there's a felony warrant out for her arrest in Oklahoma, and it's all because 21 years ago, she never returned a VHS copy of the 1996 made-for-TV movie of Sabrina the Teenage Witch to a video store called Movie Place, which went out of business in 2008. The warrant was issued in uh, the year 2000, and she only learned about it when she tried to change her name on her driver's license. She called the district attorney's office in Texas, and they told her she was wanted for a felony charge of embezzlement of rented property. But Karen doesn't remember renting the movie, and she's never watched an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch because it's not really her kind of show. She thinks someone she lived with rented it under her account and obviously never returned it. What does Salem have to say about this? Well, he's deeply insulted that she's never seen an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I can tell you that much. So Karen says that she claims she never watched it. And here's a really important lesson, because if she had watched it, then maybe she would have learned from Sabrina um, some kind of spell to help her remember to take the VHS back. Like, uh, you know, I don't I don't remember the show off the top of my head. But surely, (laughs) surely Sabrina at one point in time uh, does a spell that maybe would cause someone to remember to write a little post-it note that says, don't forget to bring this back by Friday. Yeah, or make the video store's records disappear. But, you know, I too would deny ever seeing Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie because oh, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, now I want to check to see if there's a felony warrant out for my arrest for never returning Grandpa Anal Cream Pie Party Volume 6. <laughs> and honestly, that's still less embarrassing than renting Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We're going to dig into our mailbag this week, and we'll answer a few questions from listeners, starting with a question from Alex. Alex writes, has a celebrity ever contacted you directly and fawned at your humor when really, you know, they're just trying to have you not write unpleasant things about them anymore? Kind of like, I'm in on the joke, really, haha. Michael, do you ever get emails that try to butter you up? I don't think so. No. Do you? I mean, we've discussed this on the podcast before. I only get cease and desist and emails from Taryn Manning telling yeah. me to stop talking about her dog. <laughs> I only, yeah, like if 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 a celebrity wants me to talk, stop talking shit about them, or uh, they'd yeah send me a lawyer letter. Mm-hmm. And I think you, when you probably get emails from people that are perhaps notable or might 
one day or have previously been on the website, um, they're probably sincere, would you say? Well, one example, like Jerry O'Connell, he mm-hmm. has shared this post on Twitter. I wrote a post on about his parents mm-hmm. a long time ago. About and his parents? Yeah, I wrote a post about his parents. It was like paparazzi pictures of him with his parents. Okay. And he still tweets it. Like, he, he loves that post. So, you know, he's... And he's someone, like, if even if I joked about him, he wouldn't mind. Like, he's a really good sport. Yeah, he seems so, like the best. But, okay, I have another one. Like, a long, long time ago, during the early days of D-Listed, mm-hmm. Lori Petty used to write me. The Lori Petty. And I love Lori Petty, so I was very excited. So we would mm-hmm. write back and forth. And then it was her birthday, right? So I'm like, I'm going to make Lori Petty the top birth- birthday slut. So I... Ch- I chose a picture that I thought was good, that I thought was a good picture. I post it. She writes me. She hates the picture. And she said, that was really mean of you. Lose my number. And she never wrote me again. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's brutal. <laughs> I pissed and I off you... Lori Petty. Well, like, what picture did you use? Because I will say this. There isn't a bad picture of her. I didn't think it was a bad picture. It was just a picture of Lori Petty. But, like, she hated the picture. So, yeah, that's... Oh, my God. And you never recovered. I'm, I'm, I still cry about it to this yeah, day. To this day. Mm-hmm. So Mario uh, asks, how do you feel the site has changed since it started? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like night and day. I would say so. I think that there's still like... Um, the, I'm saying this as somebody who read the website before I worked here um yeah i think that it has like some of the same sort of energy in some ways but that yeah it's it's completely different yeah i think before it was what was only me doing the writing it was meaner it was bitchier it was nastier and even allison when you came along we were still like bitchy yeah i would say so yeah yeah we still had that like bitchy tone yeah but now it's like much less mean. I don't do the bulk of the writing anymore. There's different voices, but I do feel like the every voice fits the tone yeah, of the site. I agree. I think that nobody kind of sticks out and I think that everybody's really themselves. Like nobody's copying each other. Like everybody has their own sort of perspective and voice and their own kind of jokes that they like to do. Um and I think that's I think it's really cool. Like I kind of like Obviously, I love your writing so much. Like, I'm not, I'm not buttering you up, um, and I love yours. But I, I do think I do like the evolution of it, though. Like, one thing that I was thinking of was I am not to get like, not to get sentimental or emotional or like you know jack us all off. But I'm really proud of the writing that we did in like 2017 and 2018 around the time that like Me Too stuff was happening. That was barely 2018. That was like the end of 2017 and early 2018. Uh, okay. Yeah, but like I, I'm so proud of it because it's like all, all of the stories are awful, right? Like they're all terrible. Yeah. But every single thing that we write, just about every single one, has elements of humor, has really well written jokes that are like at the expense of people who deserve. Harvey it. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's really that's really cool because I think around that time, so much stuff was being written and there was no. I mean, you can't find humor in the actual stories no. themselves, but you can find humor kind of on the perimeter 
or the periphery of it. And I, I think that I, I like, I like, like that's something to me that yeah, like shows the site's evolution is like it, that's completely different from what was kind of. Yeah. Because if, if like that, if those stories came out when it was just me, I'd be like, it would be one line and be like, they're stupid. The yeah. End. Or Next like post, Harvey, Wein- Harvey Weinstein. Duh. Of course he's awful. Harvey Weinstein looks like shit. Publish. (laughs) Which you wouldn't be wrong. No, no. Okay, our last question comes from Feifei. She asks, do you have any info on the countries from where people listen to the podcast and read the sites? If yes, could you share it? I am personally following from Geneva, and I am an African woman. But um, the thing that I kind of, like, I like to look at where... um... I like to look at where we chart, where our podcast charts. I'm interested in that. So, for example, right now we're currently the number two entertainment news podcast in Ecuador. Uh, we're the number 15 entertainment news podcast in Hong Kong. 15? Number 15, yeah. We're number the, we're the 16th most popular entertainment podcast in Australia and the 17th most popular in Canada. And probably won't. 3006 in the United States. Wrong, Michael, wrong. Do you want to know where we're charting right now? I'm going to guess 23. Close. Earlier today, we were 25, and then like it checked an hour later, and we were at 26. So that's pretty good. We're shooting to the top, shooting to the top. Exactly. But yeah, the bulk of our listeners are in the US, then Canada, then the UK, then Australia, but they're listeners everywhere, which is still crazy to me. Like, you know, the Netherlands, Brazil, like you said, Ecuador, Croatia. Uh, Thailand, Pakistan, um, Serbia, Ghana, uh, the Congo even. So it's like everywhere. It's And honestly, it's probably just me using like a, a IP switcher to make us look all international. <laughs> and and like me accidentally using an IP switcher. Like, wow, why is, why is this setting my location in Poland? I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> but yeah, it's everywhere. And um, yeah, and we thank everyone for listening. I still can't believe people listen to this shit. I know it's, it's unbelievable, but thank you so much for listening. So that ends our time in the mailbag and also ends this episode if you've got a question or a note for us email us at dtp at delisted.com also i'm getting my second covid vaccine shot tomorrow so hide your vaccinated husbands your vaccinated fathers oh my gosh because i'm back highly favorite that's incredible (laughs) oh and uh, a shout out to listener sasha may from chicago speaking of locations uh she emailed in. She listens. She wanted to shout out. Sasha, thank you for listening. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for listening. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye.